Today is Thursday, October the 5th, 2023, and this is a Daily Inc. update. The Biden administration announces a plan to cancel $9 billion worth of student loan debt. The debt forgiveness is to be applied to about 3.6 million borrowers. At the start of October, many loan repayment plans resumed after being put on a three-year pause as a result of the COVID crisis. The Biden administration has sought to forgive student loan debt before by offering one-time relief, but that effort was struck down by the U.S. Supreme Court this past summer. Even before that, several other federal courts weighed in, striking down that plan. At least two names are emerging as Republicans begin the process of voting in a new Speaker of the House. Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio has made it known that he will run, and House Majority Whip Steve Scalise of Louisiana is considering the position as well. Texas Congressman Troy Nels says that he will be nominating Donald Trump to be the next Speaker of the House, echoing statements that have come from other House Republicans like Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia. Those calls came shortly after Kevin McCarthy was ousted earlier this week. Nell says that Trump has a record of putting America first and will make the House great again. There is no rule that requires the Speaker of the House to be a sitting member of Congress. When asked about the possibility while leaving a New York courthouse on Wednesday, Trump seemed open to considering the idea. I'll do whatever it is to help, but my focus, my total focus is being president and quite honestly, making America great again. A new defendant name has been added in the massive lawsuit of Missouri versus Biden. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, known as CISA, is among a number of government agencies accused of colluding with social media companies to censor Americans and their content. The new Civil Liberties Alliance is part of this lawsuit that has been filed against the Biden administration. They petitioned the Fifth Circuit Court to add CISA to the list, and the Court of Appeals agreed to do so after finding that CISA worked in close connection with the FBI to influence social media and their moderation policies on what was considered misinformation or disinformation. The current injunction now bans multiple federal agencies from coordinating or communicating with social media companies, as was done during the COVID crisis, in order to silence those going against the government-approved narrative. Some of the other agencies that have been included in this injunction, along with CISA, are the White House, the Center for Disease Control, the Surgeon General's Office, and the FBI. The World Health Council not to be confused with the World Health Organization or the WHO, is going to hold a conference this coming October 9th to discuss the recent findings of a German biologist, Jürgen Kirchner, and two American scientists, Kevin McNiernan and Philip Buchholz. The findings are that high levels of DNA contamination have been found within the Pfizer mRNA COVID vaccine. Jürgen Kirchner has brought up the issue before as early as 2022 and is now sharing what further research was found. Kirchner found that DNA contamination is 354 times higher than the permissible limit coming from the World Health Organization. This past August, Kirchner sent the results in a letter to the German equivalent of the American CDC, which is the Paul Ehrlich Institute, and Kirchner called for the immediate removal of the Pfizer mRNA vaccine from the market. Here is cancer genomic expert Dr. Philip Buckholt testifying before the South Carolina Senate about what he has found. Uh, one of my colleagues was in charge of that vaccination program in the College of Pharmacy. And for reasons that I still don't understand, he kept every single vial. Um, so he had a whole freezer full of the empty vials. Well, the empty vials have a little tiny bit in the, in the bottom of them. He gave them all to me and I looked at them. We had two batches that were given out here in Columbia, and I checked these two batches, and I checked them by sequencing. And I sequenced all the DNA that was in the vaccine, and I can see what's in there. 
and it's surprising that there's any DNA in there. And you can kind of work out what it is and how it got there. And I'm kind of alarmed about the possible consequences of this, both in terms of human health and biology, but you should be alarmed about the regulatory process that allowed it to get there. So this DNA, in my view, it could be causing some of the rare but serious side effects like death from cardiac arrest. There's a lot of cases now um, of people having suspicious death after vaccine. It's hard to prove what caused it. It's just, you know, temporally associated. Um, and this DNA is a plausible mechanism. Okay. Uh, this DNA uh, can and likely will integrate into the genomic DNA of cells that got transfected with the vaccine mix. This is just the way it works. The World Health Council will be discussing the implications of what Kirchner and the other scientists have found when it comes to foreign DNA, potentially instructing hum the human body to produce mRNA and other foreign proteins. Also to be discussed is the SV40 genetic sequence that has also been found within the COVID vaccine. And this particular genetic sequencing is considered cancer-promoting. These natural story updates have been brought to you by Open Inc., a website that is a repository of documents for those who like deep digging, critical thinking, and true journalism, where the facts speak for themselves. Up next, a preview of what is coming and what is available on the Open Inc. website. I want to continue on with the story about the DNA fragments being found in the COVID-19 vaccine fluids, which is then injected into the human body and has been proven to enter the human cell. Dr. Buckholt explained at the South Carolina Senate hearing that technically the DNA contamination threshold was never violated when, when they found these DNA fragments in the plasmid material. But he also points out that it's a different type of DNA compared to the standard that was established years ago before this particular platform of delivery was created. Two batches that I looked at, one of them, it was just under the limit, and one, it was just over the limit. My colleague in Boston has looked at a fair number of other batches, and there's a handful that are super high, and there's a handful that are super low. But the fact that there is a regulatory threshold for amount of DNA allowed in a vaccine is a throwback to an era when we were talking about vaccines that were like a recombinant protein that you are a dead virus, you know, attenuated virus produced in, in CHO cells or something like that. And the DNA that might be in it is naked DNA. And you might have a little bit in the vaccine. That's not a problem because naked DNA gets chewed up immediately upon vaccination. And there's no real mechanism for it to get inside the cells. They inappropriately applied that regulatory limit to this new kind of vaccine where everything is encapsulated in this lipid nanoparticle. It's basically packaged in a synthetic virus able to dump its contents into a cell. So I'm thinking Hanlon's razor here. Okay. I don't think there was anything nefarious here. I think it was just kind of a dumb oversight. And Dr. Jancy Lindsay, who has the exact same credentials as Dr. Buckholt, also spoke at the very same hearing in South Carolina. 
She had a much stronger perspective on this contamination being implemented intentionally. It is not a healthy platform for this. There's a difference between using this technology for cancer or for fixing inborn errors in metabolism as compared to using it in a vaccine. There you understand the risk. Here, the risks were not told to people. Um, with this DNA being present, what Philip did not touch on is that there are sequences within these plasmids. I personally feel that this is an intentional, um, I believe that there is nefarious intent. And I'm going to tell you why, and it's something that he didn't touch on. Uh, there are SV40 sequences. <clears throat> Excuse me, there are there are SV40 sequences within the plasmids that were not disclosed to the regulators. The SV40 sequences, if you'll recall, the SV40 virus was a contaminant of the polio vaccines. It is thought that that contamination of the virus, which is on oncogenic, caused many of the cancers for the next several decades from the people in the people that received these vaccines. Now, the whole the whole SV40 virus is not in the shots, but what is in the shots is a special sequence. It's called a nuclear localization sequence, which is in the shots to take the plasmid DNA directly to the nucleus of human cells. It is not needed to grow these in bacteria. You would not have to use this to grow it in bacteria for the purpose that they said it was for, to make lots of copies. This sequence takes the DNA to the nucleus of human cells where it can then be integrated or where, as Philip said, it is most likely to be integrated. So all this about there's no DNA in the shots, they will not go to the nucleus, they will not integrate with your DNA is not true. And they knew it from the beginning because they knew the plasmids were there. Dr. Lindsay did not hesitate to call on these vaccines to be pulled from the market, especially when it comes to children. I have a degree in biochemistry and molecular biology and I'm a toxicologist and an expert witness as a profession nationally and internationally. Um, this is outrageous. I've never seen anything like this in my entire career. We have got to pull these shots and restrict them from our children. We cannot inject these into babies and children. These are contaminated, dangerous, lethal products. I don't agree with Dr. Buchholz. Um, I believe that He's just seeing a lot of this data. Um, I feel like he is where we were three years ago. Thanks for listening to this Daily Inc. update.